Hey, visionaries, it is time for another segment of The Visionary Diaries, where I take a break from interviews and long form conversations so that you and I can connect over all things visionary. In these episodes, we'll chat about what it really means to be successful, how to challenge limiting beliefs that are holding you back, normalizing the pursuit of growth and reinvention, using no BS marketing and branding strategies in your business, and sometimes I'll just kick back and read you an entry from my diary as an entrepreneur, but above all, as a person who is just like you. You've got one shot at this thing called life, and I want to ensure you make it a great one, or rather, a visionary one. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of The Visionary Diaries. Today, I'm really excited because it's not just me on the mic, like usual on these midweek episodes, but today I'm bringing on one of our Visionary Methods students, Valerie. So Valerie is incredible. She joined the Visionary Method back in April, just when coronavirus had hit and she had been furloughed from her job and her wedding and her honeymoon were canceled. So it was a bit of a moment in Valerie's life. And she took that and totally turned it into an opportunity by deciding to take action on her goals of starting a social media management and coaching business. So she's been working in that industry for other companies for many years, but now is the time for her to take the leap. And she has done such wonderful things over the last four or five months where, um, I really wanted to spotlight her and celebrate her because we all need to listen in on more conversations that spotlight people who are just like you, right? Who had a dream, who had a vision to start their own business and who started taking those simple action steps every single day despite the fear and the doubt that creep in, and that is Valerie to a T. So I thought I'd read you just a few fun facts about her. Um, her hometown is Lyon in France, but she's been living in the UK for the last 11 years. Um, she has great expectations for herself. She puts a lot of pressure on herself. And so I think she doesn't see all of her major milestones as these massive celebrations, but I really do. Um, she loves traveling. She actually works with mostly lifestyle and travel brands, and she helps them to tell their story, build an engaged community, and really, at the end of the day, grow their business. So you should definitely check, check out Valerie's Instagram feed. I will link it in the show notes and listen in as we chat and hear the backstory of how she started her business, how she's been a master of booking discovery calls, and landed her first few freelance clients. So enjoy the episode and I will catch you guys soon. So Valerie and I connected maybe four or five months ago. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Valerie, but I think we first met inside of my social media detox challenge. Yes, and that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I had run the challenge, but I was feeling this urge to like get rid of my entire social media, like everyone who I was following so that I would open my feed and I would actually just see blank. And if I wanted to create content, I would create it. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to extend this to the community. Kind of how Becky is actually running a challenge right now, um, like getting your 10,000 steps and all that. And you just extended it to the community. Like who wants to join me in this? 
um, which, and now Sonia is doing a challenge. Like it's a really fun way to just kind of bring people into your world and say, you know what, this is something I'm passionate about. This is what I'm working on. And naturally it is kind of a lead generation tool because you're enrolling people in something that kind of primes them to be ready for your paid offer. So anyways, uh, Valerie and I connected inside there. Like she was super engaged in the challenge. We ended up kind of connecting that on Facebook and I was emailing her about the visionary method and she had kind of just told me that um, due to COVID, her job had been taken away and um, her wedding and honeymoon had basically been disheveled. So it was a crazy time back in March or April and uh, she expressed interest in starting a social media freelance business. And I'm so glad she did because she's amazingly talented. I continue to learn so much from her. So I thought it would be super fun today to do um, kind of a Q&A because though Valerie is very humble, I feel like she has grown so much and is doing amazing things and is crushing it um, in growing this freelance business. So Valerie, maybe I'll pass it over to you just to kind of introduce yourself um, at whatever logical starting point you want, and then I'll kind of guide the conversation from there. Yeah, sure. Well, just to bounce back on what you were saying, um, there is a lot of mindset work that needs to happen that I had no idea when I started a business would need to happen because it's one thing to, you know, have experience in whatever it is that you want to build a business around, but it's another thing to actually start a business and there's all those money mindsets and where do you even start? And so I, I hope that by sharing a little bit of how I did it today, that can be helpful. I'm by no means like an established person, but I can pay my bills. So I would say I'm doing okay. I started, when did that happen? Okay, so I was made redundant um, in March, at the end of March, just before we went into lockdown. I set up the business in April and got my first client that same, the month after or that same month, at the end of the month, I think. And then since then I've been uh, signing up more people. So I do mostly social media, but my background is actually in e-commerce, digital marketing and social media. I've been doing that for about 11 years now. And so that was kind of a natural progression for me to start something of my own instead of doing that for another brand. Mm -hmm. So uh, did you feel like social media, because that's what you focus on um, in terms of sharing your services right now, was that your passion? Was it what your strengths lied in? Was that just something that you thought there was an opportunity? Like, why did you niche down? Because you said you used to work in e-commerce. Um, why instead did you decide to be more of a social media consultant? So social media is what I started in. The very first job I ever had was in social media. My first internship, all that was social media. And I was always very interested in digital in general. So I kind of built it from there. Someone told me, oh, we need help with our email marketing. We need help with SEO. We need help with the website. And I kind of worked my way up and picked up all of those digital skills along the way. But my one true passion is definitely social. So that's why mm -hmm. I wanted social media. But at some point, I'd like to use, obviously, the other half of my skill set, which I'm not planning on forgetting about. But I think it's just rolling it out in a way that makes sense without overwhelming myself and other people. Amazing. So we talk a lot about finding your target market or your niche or whatever you guys want to call it. There's so many buzzwords, dream clients. Um, and for you, you've actually chosen a very specific industry, which... I believe you call travel and lifestyle or hospitality and lifestyle. So I'd love to hear why did you decide on that niche in specific? Yeah. Um, 
So it's kind of in alignment with who I've been working to date. So when I was doing e-commerce, that was for a global dancewear brand. I did a lot of fitness as well. And then I swapped to hospitality and travel. I was working for an agency advising uh, hotels, five-star hotels around the world and some travel businesses on how to do social media. So that was kind of a natural extension, again, to what I was doing before. And I wanted to keep lifestyle in it because one, it's something I'm interested in, but two, I'm also very much aware that travel is terribly affected and I wasn't sure whether I'd be able to get clients from the get-go. So I thought it's kind of specific but broad enough that I should be able to get clients and I can always narrow it down further as I go along. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Do you remember what some of the first things that you created for your business that helped you to kind of book those first few discovery calls that helped you to kind of get your name out there? Like, where did you start? Was it a website? Was it social media? Was it coming up with your packages? Was it the mindset work? Like, what are those key foundational things that you look back on and you go, I'm glad I did that in the first couple min- um, months yeah. of growing my business? There's a lot of things I did that were absolutely useless, I think, uh, like coming up, <laughs> coming up with packages and spending ages doing this whole presentation about my business. I think it was too soon because you kind of need to talk to people first to know what they want and what will make a difference to them. Because as a social media person, I can tell you this is what I think you need exactly, but it might not be what you feel like you need. So you kind of need to talk to people. So the first, what I would say was a bit, was a better way of approaching it is to just be very bespoke to start with just have a conversation what are you struggling with and then come up with something that makes sense for the budget that they have and now that I've done that a few times I know what I can do with my packages and I started structure that structuring that um I didn't invest in a website and I'm glad I didn't because I've booked people with just an Instagram page um so by far that's the best thing that I've done uh, definitely starting an Instagram to get myself out there separate one from my personal one. Yeah. Did you change your personal into your business Instagram or did you start a whole separate one? So I was absolutely mortified at the idea of selling myself and my services on my personal page. And I thought my friends are going to take the piss out of me. That's just not going to work. So (laughs) I created a separate account and um, kept the other one in private. But in the end, a lot of my friends are not coming on the new account. So maybe I could have kept the same one. Yep. I think that's a pretty normal battle. I know many people on this call have faced it. It's like, do I convert my personal following into what is now my business? Um, Or do I just start fresh knowing that, yeah, I won't have an audience to begin with, but people will come over if they want to see what I'm up to. And then it gives you peace of mind that you're not bombarding people with the content that they didn't start following you for. So I think that, yeah, it's a very good decision and it gave you that comfort of, um, I don't have to be ashamed that I've just like pivoted and start blasting. You can experiment a bit more because the whole being face to cam as well is something I had never ever done before. And when you do it for other businesses, it's not your face that's on it. So it's very different and you've got to get comfortable with being in front of the camera and um, at least to not have an audience, you can start doing it in front of like, I don't know, 10 people. So you're not risking much. It's not so yeah, definitely. If you want to do a different page, go for it. That helped me a lot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's such a huge opportunity in starting small, right? Because as you're getting comfortable putting yourself out there, you know that the whole world is not watching. There's only 12 followers watching. So if you mess up, it's totally okay because not everybody is um, finding you quite yet. 
So I also think it's really interesting what you said about kind of scrapping the idea of needing the website and the perfect packages. Um, so everybody take note, it's not about your fancy website. Like most people, um, like having a website is great long-term, but if you're building a relationship with someone through social media, so much can happen in the DMs of, oh, hey, you wanna um, have help for your social media? Great, let me tell you more about my packages. Then you send them a voice note, then you get on a Zoom call with them, and none of that actually involved a website. Um, so I think that's a super, super important reminder for all of us that much as having it long-term is wonderful, uh, there are things that you can certainly push aside until you've generated your first few clients, um, you know, especially at the rate people are spending time on social media and having conversations right now. And the other thing I wanted to mention on that too, was that you said you spent a lot of time getting into conversation with people and learning about what they were struggling with. So how did you get into these conversations? Like, was it through Instagram DMs? Were you getting on Zoom calls with people? How were you hearing about the challenges of your dream clients? So let me go, where did I start? So as soon as I was made redundant and they knew I wanted to start a business, I started offering free 30 minute sessions to travel businesses that were struggling with COVID. And um, my aim was just to give free advice, but get an idea as well of what they were struggling at this point in time to see if there was something I put together that would be valuable to them now. Um, let's, it turns out that it's the same thing that always matters to them, which is they want sales, they want engagement, they want more followers. So, there wasn't anything that COVID was affecting us, but just these conversations gave me so much insights. I also decided afterwards to do um, a market research and I put that in a lot of Facebook groups. So I got answers this way and then they were getting a free session as well that way. And the rest is just through discovery calls and the clients that I've booked and um, people I've been introduced to as well. Mm. And again, there's a reminder for all of us, like, you're looking to get more clients, if you're looking to get into conversations to really understand what the needs of your potential clients are, offer them something for free. Like how are you capturing their attention? And I think what you did is so strategic yet so simple. Offer free 30 minute sessions and you made it relevant for businesses affected by COVID. We can all do this, right? Maybe it's a free 30 minute session for moms who are putting their kids back in school. It's very timely. It fits with the theme of the world. And, you know, the goal of the session is obviously to deepen that rapport with someone, but also the num number two, understand what their struggles are. Number three, if it's right to say, I have something else available for you. It's the best way for people to accelerate their trust factor with you as a business owner. So, I understand that our time is valuable, but in the early days when all of you are maybe not fully booked with clients, you should be giving away free sessions or at least really low cost sessions as a time limited introductory offer. Like it's, it's rare for service providers to be able to come out of the gate and be like, I charge $4,000 and I'm not gonna help anyone for free. You have to get your name out there. You have to get people to trust you. Uh, and you have to actually prove that your methods work or that the advice you give is valuable to your clients. 
Mm, and social media is the best way I have found to do that. And then you kind of, so you wow them with the social media, then they book a discovery call and then you wow them some more. And then eventually they book or they say, okay, I can't do this now because of COVID, but count me in, in three months time, we're doing this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So just to break down your process, cause I feel like you are very good at this. Are you simply posting content to Instagram and people are asking you for the call or are you following up with people who engage with your posts and kind of asking them to book a call with you? How does that work? So I, so I kind of, my process is I kind of decide on a key message for a week and then I create content around that key message for the whole week. And as I start having conversations in the DMs, never about me or trying to pitch a service or anything, people will say, oh, this post was really interesting. I'm really struggling with that. And that's when I then say, oh, well, why don't we jump on a call and we can talk about this further. Uh, but I've also had people just booking straight away the call without me actually saying we should have a call. So I would say the content is definitely what makes people come to me without me necessarily having to sell myself at any point. Mm, I love that. So how did you land your very first paying client? Walk us through what that process was like and how you got them to say, yep, I'm all in. I'm ready to pay you what you've quoted uh, your services at. Um, so that was through my network. As soon as I went freelance, I told a few people that I was going freelance and immediately I was introduced to a few people who might be interested. And um, yeah, just hopped on a call with... Uh, that person, that client, and just had a chat for 20 minutes and she said, I love your ideas. I'm in. How much do you charge? Okay, sign me up. And she signed a contract two days later. Wow. Um, so a, good, a good first client. And I'm still working with her now and she's upgraded over time as well. I've managed to upsell her. So it's going well. So awesome. Um, this is what we talk about a lot is never undervalue the um, network that you have right now, you guys, like your friends, your family, your six degrees of separation, or even like that first degree, those are going to be your first client. So please don't forget to reach out, tell people about your new business idea, give them a, like a referral uh, sentence for their mind. Say, do you know anyone, any small business that has been affected by COVID and had to let go of most of their team? And they'll say, Actually, yeah, like my friend owns a shop and my dad, he owns a business. And then say, you know what? I would love to offer them some free social media advice. Could you connect us? So I think um, we're engaging in conversations with our peers, our friends, our family every day, and they will become some of your first supporters. So don't discount the people who are already in your vicinity. Um, Valerie, have you converted or worked with anybody who you didn't have a previous connection with? Yes, I have converted two more people, one starting in September so next week and the other one in October. And that was through Instagram DMs. And then most of the ones that have said yes for later on, and there's nine of them, were all Instagram. Wow. <laughs> Any tips on igniting the sales conversation and sending a proposal using Instagram. Because again, I feel like you kind of downplay this, but this is amazing. Like a lot of people are struggling to have one person interested in their office or in their offer in the first like four or five months of business. So what tips do you have for getting to the point of being able to pitch them on your product? Um, 
it's really all about that conversation. So I make a point every day, spend half an hour reaching out to new people that fit my ideal client's avatar. And I'll message them and I'll just engage on their page and send them a message about something they posted about that resonated with me. So at no point do I mention I do social media, I can help you. I actually never mentioned this first. So just kind of have the conversation with someone about whatever it is that we have in common, whether it's travel or we both love yoga or meditation or anything like that. And at some point, did you look at your page and then they think, oh, you do social media. Hold on a second. I'm actually needing some help with this. And then the conversation just kind of turns on its own. So it never feels like I'm pitching. It's really just, you have that initial conversation about other things, you build a relationship over time. It doesn't happen in two days, three days. It might just take a few weeks, mm -hmm. but then you have the call and they open up a lot more about what it is that they're struggling with. And even the discovery call doesn't feel like a sales call in any way. You just say, okay, well, based on what you've said, this is what I think you should do. And because you've been talking to them, they trust you you've been putting out content that show you know what you're talking about. So they think that, you know, you're legit. Um, so when you send a proposal providing that the price is right, then they convert or they say, okay, I just need a few more months until my situation is better. And then we can go yeah. ahead. So good. It's uh, it reminds me of, you don't have to be interesting to be a great business owner. You have to be interested, right? Like you have to constantly be getting into these conversations um, with the people who are kind of in your sales funnel and you always want to have the last word. Like that would be my tip is if they respond back to you, like, don't just leave that comment unattended to ask them another question, be fascinated in what their biggest challenges are in what their business stands for. The more you learn about people, um, the more leverage it gives you to be able to either create something or position your product as I have something that is absolutely perfect for you because now you have data on exactly where their pain points are. Um, so, you know, so often it's like, oh, I got a message, but like, I'm just not going to respond. Never do that, right? You always want to have the last word because um, you never know where those conversations can go. Absolutely. And a good way to keep track of it is to use a lead tracker. And I mean, you can go as simple or complicated as you want with it. I just have a simple spreadsheet where I've kind of written down where I'm at with everyone that is following me and that I want to work with and um, what I have to follow up on. And I take notes of everything they've mentioned so that if I have a discovery call at some point, I just have somewhere everything without having to scroll through lines and lines of conversation. So I keep track that way. I know who I need to um, kind of convert from a cold lead to a warm lead and then warm lead to hot lead. It's probably way more than most people would necessarily do with it. But because I don't want to spend all day on social media, this is what I have found to help me in the 30 minutes I'm giving myself or the one hour. It just depends on what I'm doing to just be effective and know who I'm focusing on because otherwise I'm just scrolling for ages and that's just not productive for me. So good. Um, show of hands of people on the call who has a formal lead tracking system? And what I mean by that is, are you writing down the people who have expressed interest in working with you, who you've sent a proposal to, who you've gotten on a Zoom call with? Um, raise your hand if you have a formal system to track leads. Oh, I'm seeing 
<laughs> crickets here. Okay. Um, so I have a template. Uh, I believe it's in the teachable course, but I'll have to go double check. I'm going to upload it to our group. Um, do not leave all of this to memory. Like if you get into a conversation with someone and they're like, yeah, I've been looking for a personal trainer and you're like, okay, cool. Like you're going to forget about them. You may think that you'll remember when it's time to double down on your promotional efforts and sign some new clients. But the truth is you won't. There's so much going on in our brains. Um, so like Valerie said, it is so important to have some sort of formal system in like the business world. They would call it a CRM system. Um, you can just start an Excel document. You could even, if you're really old school, just start uh, like a paper and pen list that says what their name is, um, if you connected with them via Instagram, what their Instagram handle is, their email, um, the last point of contact and what you talked about. And then I like to track, um, have I booked a Zoom call? Yes or no. Uh, number two after that is, did I send them a proposal of you know working with me or whatever they expressed interest in? Um, and then number three, did I convert them into a paying client? So I'm always trying to get people through that three-step system and I'm adding to that list every single day because when it comes time to launch a program, that's all the people I focus on. I don't try to like put messages out to the universe and to say, I hope somebody signs on today. Um, you can look at your leads tracker, all the people you've chatted with over the last four months. And like Valerie said, just go spend some time engaging with their content, um, starting conversations with them instead of spending all day on social media looking for random people because at that point like you you have people who have already said like i've raised my hand i'm interested in your offer so very good reminder um, to get that leads tracker set up okay last couple questions and then um, i'm going to open the floor for all of you to ask valerie questions or um, if anything uh, that you want to bring up what would you say is like the big vision for your business? Or do you feel like you're just kind of focused on where you are right now? That's a good question. Um, okay, so I think ultimately at the moment, I want to move more towards travel. So I'm a huge believer in travel as a force for good, whether it's opening up people's hearts and minds or also benefiting local communities. So I really want to focus on helping businesses that have this as their ethos with their digital presence through so social media and digital marketing. So we'll do digital at some point as well. So that's kind of where I'm going. And the vision would be to have kind of an online learning platform for them with a, a very um, affordable entry point. Then I'd love to do a digital conference in addition to the services that I provide. So helping the good guys win is where I'm going. Um, but uh, helping anyone who needs my help along the way. And um, yeah, hopefully I make it. You will make it, I promise you. <laughs> um, you have that, that inner fire of a successful business owner. I know it. Um, and final question. If we get together, all of us in person, maybe in four months time, and we're celebrating something that's happened in your business, um, that would be a dream come true for you in four months. What might that be? Um, I'm fully booked. I'm making a difference for all of the people that are working with me and I'm enjoying life because that's what I don't want is to be back to what I was with in a nine to five where I'm working nonstop and I have no personal life. So I just want to find that balance between being successful, actually helping people and having 
uh, time for myself and my loved ones. Yeah, that is what it's all about. And yes, there are days when it feels like a grind and you feel like you put in way too many hours in front of the screen, but um, I think your vision is amazing. I cannot wait to attend your conference one day. Um, you have accomplished so much since I think we started this, your round of the visionary method at the end of April. That's only been May, June, July, and August, basically. So imagine in the next four months and then the four months after that, you're able to basically triple what you've accomplished thus far. Um, I think you are on a very steady incline. So congrats. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method business coaching experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.